Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of MG on the Mic. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the NWSL, the first week of games. I'm going to be giving a little um, preview of the Women's Champions League semifinals, as well as a little preview of the Women's NCAA National Championship basketball game. Um, by the time I have this uploaded, the basketball game might have already happened because I'm recording this on a Sunday and it happens this afternoon at some point, I think around two o'clock. So I apologize if that part of it's irrelevant by the time you listen to this. But yes, that is what you can expect from this episode. I hope y'all stick around and want to listen. Okay, so the first game of the NWSL opening weekend was North Carolina Courage versus Kansas City Current. This game was very much highly anticipated just because um, the Kansas City Current had the best offseason, arguably. Some people think that they did a little too much, and I know what you're thinking how could how could somebody have done too much of an off season isn't the whole point to improve your squad and yes it is but soccer is an interesting sport where you your the chemistry of the squad is almost just as important if not more important than the um level of the squad that's not necessarily the word I'm looking for um and so yeah (laughs) I'm sorry a lot of people were really really looking forward to this game but basically every single new Kansas City signing um was out with an injury Morgan Gatra was out, Hannah Glass was out, Kristen Hamilton, she wasn't new, but she's an important part of their forward line, she was out, Desiree Scott was out, another good veteran defender, um, or midfielder, I'm sorry, and then DePina was a big one that was missing, Vanessa DiBernardo, another free agent, and then the season-ending injury list, which is Claire Lavergé, Samuels, Mallory Weber. So, a lot of people were like, I don't know, kind of gave Kansas City some grace in this game, but this is a squad that most of their injuries came, were with people that were new to the squad, and the squad last year went to the championship, the NWSL championship. So I don't necessarily understand how, what the comparison is, I guess. Um, Kansas City should have done a lot better than they actually did. Uh, North Carolina was another one of those teams that had some turnover. They had two of their starting defenders in Abby Erseg and Carson Pickett get traded to Louisville. And so... Nobody really has high expectations or had high expectations for North Carolina Courage. 
So it was very much a, I don't want to say David versus Goliath, but there was a clear favorite in this game. Um, Because it was the juggernaut, quote unquote, of Kansas City versus essentially Caroline. Caroline from North Carolina Courage. Who, granted, Caroline should be given that respect because she is that good. But, I don't Anyways, the game ended 1-0 in favor of North Carolina Courage. Mila Guile scored a fantastic shot in the 23rd minute. I personally feel like it was a savable shot, um, but A.D. French, the Kansas City's goalkeeper, I don't think was necessarily expecting that shot. So she might have been caught off guard. So I'll give her a little bit of a little bit of sympathy for letting that shot go in. But just one bright spot for Kansas City was their rookie forward, Michelle Cooper. I am really, really excited about watching her this this season. She is a favorite for she's a early favorite for to be a candidate for rookie of the year at the end of the year and I cannot explain I watched her some during the NCAA soccer tournament and when I'm saying she was obviously in my opinion obviously ready to go pro she was um and so I'm excited to see how that translates so that was the end of that game the next game was San Diego Wave versus Chicago Red Stars. Um, This was another game that kind of had a clear favorite, in my opinion, because a lot of people, because San Diego did so good last year, a lot of people were expecting for them to just pick up the pace. This was a home opener for San Diego. San Diego draws crowds. There's no denying that. Um... And so people, maybe people's a strong word, me, I guess, um, predicted San Diego to win. However, because I'm an Angel City fan, I'm always going to root against the rivals. I'm sorry. No hard feelings. Um, So I also kind of wanted Chicago Red Stars to win, but lo and behold, that didn't happen. San Diego... One three to two, Yuki Nagasato scored for the Chicago Red Stars in the 18th minute, and then Amira Ali scored for San Diego Wave in the 22nd minute. And I can't remember who the shot was from, but a shot was hit off of the crossbar, and Alyssa Nair, the goalkeeper for Chicago, and the goalkeeper for the national team, her feet got kind of stuck under her and so she missed the ball and that allowed Amira Ali to get ahead on it and score and then Jaden Shaw scored the go-ahead goal to make it two to one for San Diego wave in the 32nd minute it was an amazing strike I'm pretty sure it came from a rebound off of a corner but she was just there on the edge of the box ready to pounce and she did pounce And then there was a penalty call against San Diego. So Chicago was able to take a penalty 
in stoppage time of the first half, the third minute of stoppage time of the first half, to tie the game. And this came from a foul called against Danny Colaprico. She pushed somebody down during a corner, I think. Or maybe it wasn't a corner. But it does that part doesn't really matter. She pushed somebody from the back and they fell in the box and the penalty was called. And then Mal Swanson converted it and tied the game. And then there was a penalty off of a handball from Aaron Wright in the 88th minute to give San Diego the 3-2 to win. Um, and this was kind of like the handball call is like a natural position, basically. And it was kind, it was like she was going for the ball, and I was just like, her hand naturally went back. Like, yes, it did hit her hand, but it's like, what else are you supposed to do with your hand in that situation? I don't know. Anyways, Alex Morgan converted the penalty kick. So, <laughs> I don't know if anybody kept up with last season, but that's how she got a lot of her goals was penalty kicks, and she's back at it. The next game was Washington Spirit versus O.L. Reign. Um, this was another game that I think had a clear favorite. Um, and the favorite going into this game was the rain. But some of the rain's issues from last season have permeated basic or permeated into this game. They had like 16 something shots, but they couldn't put any other chances away. And that was their main problem last year was their finishing issues. And when you don't take your chances and you don't finish your chances and you're playing against a team that has Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, Ashley Hatch, Andy Sullivan, they're going to punish you eventually because it only takes one moment of individual brilliance to be punished. Anyways... Lo and behold, a situation like that ends up happening. Trinity Rodman scored an amazing strike from outside the box in the 54th minute, and this proved to be the game winner. And it was off of a solo effort, off of, I think, a throw-in. And she had a lot of space, and she just took the space, and then she shot it. There were definitely some people from OL Reign that could have done better in the lead-up. Emily Sana is one. She was baited to come out of her position. Um, She was playing the six in this game, and the reason Trinity Rodman was able to get that shot off was because the space that a six would normally occupy was left open. And then I feel like I'm not – I don't have the mind of a defender, so this could be wrong. And I apologize if I'm throwing hate her – unnecessary hate her way. Um, But it was like – Alana Cook necessarily didn't even try to challenge her. Um, just kind of stood there and, like, let her take the shot. So that was kind of, I feel like if that was me, I would have probably, it wouldn't have worked, but I probably would have tried to challenge at least, tried to get the ball. Um, anyways... So that was that game, and after the game, Rose Lavelle basically said, I'm grumpy, and it was kind of funny. The next game was the Portland Thorns versus Orlando Pride, I'm sorry. And lo and behold, 
Portland Thorns seem to have not missed a beat. They won this game 4-0. Um, the Orlando Pride is very much a team, a young, young, young team. They are f- start several rookies, several second-year players. Their back line, both their center backs, I don't think one of them was drafted last year but had an injury. Caitlin Cosme was drafted last year but had an injury, so I don't know if she ever played last year. I don't remember. Um, and then Emily Madrill was drafted this year. Um, but anyways, very, very young center backs. So I felt like they were they were thrown into the fire. So was their, so was their goalkeeper. Two of their goals, two of Portland's goals came from rebounds where people were just in the right – space at the right time one of these goals that came from a rebound was the first goal from Morgan Weaver um the rebound was from a Christine Sinclair shot in the 16th minute and Morgan Weaver was just right place right time slotted at home Sophia Smith scored in the 22nd minute for the Portland Thorns off of an assist from Christine Sinclair and she just had too much space basically in the box um she made a run and Sinclair was able to get Smith the ball and Smith is obviously one of the best players in the league right now so she was good enough to slot at home Hina Sugita scored in the 49th minute from a rebound from the Portland Thorns Michelle Vasconcelos scored off of a Sophia Smith driven cross in the 76th minute the Portland Thorns and I can't remember if this particular set of play ended up in a goal but there was one moment in the game where Hina Sugita did this move where she had two defenders on her and she kind of she was running one way and the defenders were behind her so she stopped the ball and kind of flicked it behind her and turned to get away from her defenders I hope that description was good. Anyways, if you can find the clip of it, wow. Amazing, 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 amazing. Anyways, that was that game. The next game I don't really have much to say about. It was a nil-nil draw. Houston Dash versus Racing Louisville. Racing Louisville's goalkeeper Katie Lund did have several amazing saves. Houston Dash didn't start Maria Sanchez in this game, but... It was later said because she was kind of dealing with the remnants of an injury. The next game, oh my goodness, was Angel City versus Gotham. A lot of people view Gotham as another one of those teams that had a good offseason, and yes, they did. But a lot of people have also been kind of hating on Angel City, and because Angel City is my team, I take offense to people hating on my team. Um, anyways, I feel like a lot of people expected Gotham to win this game. And, yes, they did. Gotham won 2-1, to one, but they were 100%, I can 100% faithfully say that this game should have been a draw. Not just, yes, I'm partially being biased because Angel City is my team, but... I'll get to what should have been a draw. Alyssa Thompson scored a banger in the 11th minute. Like, that kid, that she's 18, she's super, super fast. 
and I don't think I, I've watched highlight reels of her. I don't think I've ever seen her take shots like that. Her signature move seems to be dribbling around the goalkeeper on a breakaway, but I didn't know she had that shot in her, and wow, watch out. I definitely think she's in the running for Rookie of the Year already. Then about four minutes later in the 15th-ish minute, June Indo chipped Abby Smith, the Gotham goalkeeper, amazing from about 30 or so yards out. Amazing goal. But then it was overturned by VAR because apparently um, Danny Weatherholt fouled Kelly O'Hara in the lead-up to the thing, to the goal. But it didn't look like a foul. Danny Weatherholt was just shielding the ball, so what? Um, so Kelly O'Hara couldn't get it, and Kelly O'Hara came into the play full speed ahead and flopped. So, yeah. But after that, Angel City just wasn't able to get in the right headspace, and that is a problem. Things like that shouldn't affect them. They should be able to handle adversity like that um but they weren't able to and then VAR um came into play again when Didi Heracic was apparent had apparently fouled Svava Gunman's daughter in the box so Gotham got a PK however I've heard people say that it looked like Gunman's daughter actually kicked Heracic in the face not the other way around and what was interesting was that Gunman's daughter didn't even protest, didn't even ask for the penalty. It was her teammates. And I feel like that's a, always a good indication of the call is when people around you are protesting and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, anyways, the call ended up getting or standing. And Lidgewood, oh, I combined two names, sorry. Midge Purse. Score the PK in the 55th minute. And then Lynn Williams, who went down earlier in the game with an elbow injury and had to get her elbow splinted at 90-degree angle, scored the game winner in the 64th minute off of an assist from Midge Purse. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of off of a breakaway. They were both fast enough. Nobody was really marking Lynn Williams. Because they were trying to mark Midge Purse, and then one thing led to another. But, I guess, Angel City did miss several sitter chances. There's one specific chance where it was a cross, and Megan Reed hit it, but Simone Charlie was right behind her, so it was a communication issue, and that should have been a goal. And then one of the last kicks of the game was a free kick. Another thing. Simone Charlie got fouled right outside the box. They didn't even go to VAR to look at it to see if it was a penalty or not. Um, anyways, so, and then Savannah McCaskill took the free kick, and I don't know. I, Savannah McCaskill is a good player, but everybody on Angel City is fast, and she's not necessarily the speediest player. She has a lot of good other good assets, but I think for this particular team, she doesn't – she shouldn't be going 90. Um, 
she's obviously a valuable asset. She was their leading goal scorer last year, but I feel like so um doesn't necessarily fit in the style of play that Angel City is trying to play at the moment. Anyways, that kind of irritated me, to say the least. But, honestly, what can you do about it? So, that is the end of week one of NWSL games. So, the next thing I'm going to quickly touch on are a couple of signings that have happened since the last time I've recorded an episode, and they're only four signs I have to talk about. The first one was an Angel City signing. Angel City signed Mexican forward slash midfielder Scarlett Camberos to a two-year contract. She left Club America in Liga MX Femenil due to abuse from a stalker that, from what I've seen from translated things, was an ex-boyfriend or claiming to be an ex that hacked her social media accounts, um, etc., etc., Um, and essentially she didn't feel safe anymore because all they did, all the Mexican authorities did was put him on like 36 hour house arrest. So she had been in LA with her family because she's from around LA. She went to UC Irvine for college. So, So she had been with them and it had been talked about that she was the Angel City was her next, her next spot. Um, it'll be really, really interesting to see where exactly she fits into this team, because right now she'll probably play as a forward. But like when Cindy Larue and Kristen Press get back, if she'll be moved back to midfield or where she'll be put, it'll be really interesting. Um, then the Houston Dash signed three draft picks to a one-year contract with a one-year option. They signed midfielder Sophie Hurst, defenders Madeline Desiano, and Jalissa Harris. And they signed non-roster NYT goalkeeper Savannah Madden to a one-year contract with a one-year option as well. The OL Reign also signed a draft pick in defender Shea Holmes to a one-year contract with a one-year option. And the Portland Thorns signed draft pick defender Reina Reyes to a two-year contract with a one-year option. So that was just a quick, 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 quick rundown of the couple of new signings that have happened. Next, I will talk about the Women's Champions League. So, the Women's Champions League. The quarterfinals just finished up this past week, and it saw Barcelona beating Roma with a 6-1 to aggregate, which pretty much everybody expected. Chelsea beat Lyon 4-3 to on penalties after the two legs ended 2-2 to on aggregate, and literally the last kick of the second leg was a penalty um, that I think it was... Melanie Leopold, Mermield, Mermield, I think, yes, put away. So, nerves of steel. Arsenal beat Bayern 2-1 on aggregate after 
the, losing the first game 1-0, they won the second game 2-0. And then Wolfsburg beat PSG 2-1 on aggregate. So the semifinals will be Arsenal-Wolfsburg and Chelsea-Barcelona. I personally would have to say I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, and I really do like their chances. I think this was the if they play like they can play, um, this will be a good a good thing for them. Um, as opposed to playing Barcelona, who can put up goals like nobody's business, and who have a high high possibility of having Alexia Puteas back. And honestly, I would not bet against Barcelona. So I think the final, Barcelona will beat Chelsea. And then I think, I hope, Barcelona will beat Chelsea. And I really, really hope Arsenal will beat Wolfsburg. Um, And it will be an Arsenal-Barcelona final. But as the games draw near, I will keep y'all updated. Um, I just wanted to give a brief, brief update on the Champions League. So, yeah. So the last thing I'm going to be talking about is a really quick preview of the NCAA Women's March Madness basketball championship game between Iowa and LSU. Iowa beat one-seeded, undefeated South Carolina. Caitlin Clark, who is probably the best basketball player right now. Her and Aaliyah Boston, I think you could make arguments for either one of them. Both of their games are very different, but that's another conversation for another time. Um, Dropped 41 points for the second straight game, and that has never happened. She quite literally made history. Um, She shoots long-range threes. I don't know if you've heard of Caitlin Clark. You probably have because... Um, she was recently has been getting a lot of media attention. Look up some of her highlights. They're amazing. It's crazy what she's able to do. So they were able to beat South Carolina. One of the major points from that game, or not major, there's a video of Caitlin Clark kind of waving off a three-point shooter from South Carolina and somebody from LSU think her name was Alexis Morris was like that's disrespectful you're gonna have to guard us LSU different and my whole opinion on that is that if somebody gives you that much space and is quote-unquote disrespectful knock the shot down make them so they have to guard you they chose to guard focus on the paint more which is where the majority of South Carolina's points come from and it's, I don't know, but that's just my opinion. And then after that game, um, Don Staley spoke up for her players. Um, Don Staley coaches a majority black team, and the way the media has been talking about her players, calling them thugs, calling them, um, the saying they get in bar fights, a uh, whole bunch of nasty stuff she stuck up for them I highly highly suggest going on Twitter and watching the clip of her response um 
to how the media has basically created this narrative, this racist narrative against her players. But honestly, Caitlin Clark just bought out, so it was a wonderful basketball game. I think at one point it had like over 6 million viewers. Crazy. Um, and then that was actually the later game. The earlier game was at LSU Virginia Tech game, and Virginia Tech was ahead at one point, but LSU just bounced back and Angel Reese did Angel Reese things, and they won, honestly. Um, but in the championship, I, um, I will go out ahead and say this. I'm not a Kim Mulkey fan. I like Angel Reese. Angel Reese, I like when people can trash talk and then back it up. Angel Reese does it. Caitlin Clark does it. Um, if you're going to talk trash, back it up and Angel Reese can back it up. But I I'm not a Kim Mulkey fan. And Caitlin Clark has grown on me, so I think I want Iowa to win, and I also think that Iowa will win. There's probably a little bit of bias in that, but I think Caitlin Clark is a big game player, so she's minimum dropping 30 tonight. Minimum. If you want to go even lower, there's no way she's dropping less than 20. Um, and the thing is, is that she doesn't necessarily, Caitlin Clark doesn't necessarily have the most amazing three-point percentage, but you wouldn't know that watching her. Um, so that's kind of funny to me. You wouldn't know that she doesn't have the best three-point percentage, but it's it's still good. It's still a good... She obviously drops, drops 41 in a Final Four game. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But I cannot wait for that game and I will let y'all know what happens um also the NCAA women's gymnastics championships are coming up so I will be telling I will be covering that in one of the next episodes as well um some teams have already qualified honestly the way they do qualifications is kind of confusing to me I'm not a gymnastics fan, so to say. Um, I don't really know much about gymnastics. I do watch it in the Olympics a lot of the times, but college gymnastics are whole, whole, whole different beast. And it's just, I mean, honestly, wow. Um... So, I'm trying to, I know for a fact that, um, UCLA is in the, the Nationals, but I'm not sure of anybody else. I'm trying to, trying to see if I can find that, um, Yes, let me see. Okay, so it the there are four teams that have qualified for nationals. That is Kentucky, Oklahoma, Utah, and UCLA. So, and I expect the other four will be Florida, California, maybe 
LSU, Michigan? I'm not sure. Anyways, but I love watching college gymnastics because the team camaraderie in college gymnastics is next to none. So I will definitely keep y'all updated um, in one of the next episodes. But yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of MG on the Mic. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Recommend this podcast to friends, family, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you want to recommend it to. Leave a review if you like it. Um, Please watch women's sports if you've seen them on TV because women's sports needs more coverage. That's what this podcast ultimately is all about. I hope you want to come back for next episode, and I will see you next time. Bye.